Welcome, listeners, to the Thord. I messed up third instead of quadrant centennial this time. That's Thord. Thord, you got Thord. Welcome, listeners, to the third quadrant centennial quarter quell. This is episode four of Hungers, a Hunger Games RPG podcast. I'm your mean remote narrator, Chithin, here to provide description along with the GM Frederick. Last time on Hungers, our tributes defied death at the Cornucopia. Most of them defied combat entirely. Six tributes have fallen. Eighteen remain. Does anyone want to give in ten seconds what their character did at the Cornucopia? Sure. Do you get ten seconds? I sprinted with all of my white twerk. All of my white. Can I start over? Because I did say. <laughs> <laughs> Same, 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 same. All right, go. I sprinted with all of my might towards the window. I could see the gun through. I bashed through it with a perfect 12 damage, shattering the window everywhere. Picked up, loaded the gun. That took three seconds. Felt like a badass. Told anyone entered, I'd shoot him. Whoa. That was amazing, Kyle. Um, Anyone else? Yeah, I want to do one. Three, two, one. Run. Stay back. Run. To me. Down. Break. Tree line. Tree line. (laughs) Grab, grab. Stop. 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 Run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three, two, one. Sprint! Get trident! Look in box! Nothing in box! Look outside! Oh my god! Axe! Stab with trident! Loose trident! Tag! Jump tackle! Try to get trident! Loose trident! Try to save baby! Save baby! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get the last two. Might as well, might as well. Sprint! See trusted! Try to sprint back! Too late! Shit! Sprint! <laughs> jump over a table! See Floria! Stop! 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 Eat a baguette! Eat <laughs> the baguette! Run! Oh no, there's Floria! Oh, she forgot about me! Uh, fuck up grabbing a sword! Uh, grab a shield! Hey, gun boy! Don't do it! And then stab a woman in the throat while she's pinned to the fucking ground! Um, hold on, hold on, hold on! One more, one more, one more! Uh, pluck! Uh, 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 and then, and then, uh, she was cooed. He was cooed by, uh, by because then she farted. Guess which one this one is. Guess which one this one is. Gets punched until they die. <laughs> An eight-year-old girl. An eight-year-old girl. Yeah, it was by a six-year-old. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, here's here's uh, mine. I'm my neck! I'm my neck! And this is what it sounded like for District Six tribute. Matana at the Cornucopia. Because she literally decided not to move. No. Uh, Sal walks over to Matana, who I assume is still standing there. Yeah, she's standing there, staring you down. She waves as you approach. So are you going to do anything? I don't know. Kind of waiting for you guys to see what happens. I mean, it's all pretty much done now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, Keep playing it out. We, we, right. could, we could just kill her. I really, I wouldn't do that. Honestly, don't do that. Look, you want? Uh, give me maybe a sword, a little food. I'll fuck off into the forest. Be fine just by myself. No, Sal's just going to stab her. She's going to die one way or another. <laughs> Sal just lunges Sal just grabs a bag, grabs a knife. Great. Make a roll, please. No, that is a failure by one. You lunge at her, and she backsteps off the pedestal, so you kind of trip over it, and then just spins and starts running off into the forest. 
Or you could do that. So much for diplomacy. What? She was gonna have to die anyway. Okay, so now it's just us yeah. kind of farting around here. Yeah. Um, I want to take just a couple minutes at the yeah. start here and have people talk about what items they've found that their character is holding on to. I think I'm gonna take my gun. This is my rifle. This is my gun. This, this is, is my gun, friend. and this is my gun, and this is my rifle. I need a two-person tent. So I just have like five knives. So I'm passing my Bork pack. Oh, and Sal also has a fanny pack. I've just decided. Oh, and a bl blanquette. Cape blanquette. Thank you. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> I need a paper, a pencil, and then my food, bag of jerk, a bag of guet, and a bag of squash. Butter my nut. I think you made up all of the words you just said. I'll take out uh, one of the sleeping bags. On them sleeping bags. So it's the four of us, the baby, and what NPCs are in our party? Ibiscus, the 60-some-year-old from District 5. And then, yes, there is Jacob's district partner, Everest Braun, currently holding the baby and a sickle. Yeah. She yeah. is 52 years old. Southern Fox, Everest Braun. Uh, she incredible. And Ibiscus says, uh, we never settled the issue of sleeping arrangements. Shall we camp here? I think for tonight that might be wise. I'm gonna be completely honest. I got stabbed a couple times. Sally's just She's been bleeding. bleeding from her side since she got stabbed like however long ago. Um, I would really prefer to maybe not move tonight, see if there's any medical supplies in the cornucopia and uh, figure out a plan of attack for the morning. Do you have any first aid skill? No. Okay. Does Derb? Of course Derb does. Are you asking for help with first aid? Yes. I kind of lean over very delicately and like look at the wound. Are you gonna do it or what? <laughs> she just like blinks three times and like stares at you. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna first aid. Make a first aid roll, please. Yeah, no, it's a success. Okay, so, so a single hit point is healed. Look, I, the conditions are the best, but. Cool, somebody might send something later. Thanks. Yeah, no and Sal walks away. <laughs> So, Ibiscus is looking through all these tents and sleeping mm -hmm. bags and things, and she does pick up the massive bag that you dropped at the cornucopia. It's like, you know, this could probably fit all of us. There's also a perfectly good wooden structure right there. And Sam wa Sal walks over and into the cornucopia and starts rummaging around in, like, the seed drawer. I agree. It's an easily defensible position. I mean, there's a shattered window in there. We could, uh, oh, yeah, there is glass all over the floor. We could actually use that as like an alarm system. We want to scatter it about. Anybody might have to tread carefully across it. They might accidentally see it, step on it. Wait, so your plan is to pick up glass with our bare hands and then throw it on the ground where people wearing shoes will be walking over it. Uh, Sal started munching on sunflower seeds that she's found. <laughs> it is... Only a single bag of sunflower seeds. Well, I mean, like she's, Ziploc very, she's, very little, she's so eating just... one seed at a time. <laughs> I storm <laughs> Excuse me, Sal. We don't know how long we're going to be here. You think we're going to be here long enough for plants to grow? I don't, I don't think... know. Not all permutations of Hunger Games have played out yet. And there have been long ones. There have been short ones. What if we're the one that takes two years? I yeah, mean, you're, 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 you, we've established you've set the record for longest. It's true. Yeah. Well, I've so, set a precedent. Der, Length der, is appropriate. I don't know how you can ask this of Sal. Sal, regardless of how long the Hunger Games on, is probably going to pass before the pro. Hey, hey that's precisely what I'm saying. The act is pretty selfish. If she's going to be around for only a 
couple years, <laughs> and I'm gonna be here maybe for ten. I need to have the kind of resources around from the beginning to ensure that my crops grow healthily. I agree. I, <clears throat> I agree. I think that's a great idea. And we have a bunch of other food right now. So. Okay. Okay. Sal has been eating sunflower seeds this whole time. While the three men were uh, yelling at each other, Sal was eating sunflower seeds. Holy shit! Um, but she does seal the bag and toss it back in, and like goes and picks up an apple. Uh, Everest calls from outside she's looking out into the forest and fields and she says some of these people are regular dumbzos team teen over there left a clear path of broken foliage into the woods they know. junk's path is evident yeah i think i see some disturbance and footsteps leading into the swamp edge where uh what's her name from 10 dipped out are you suggesting that we take the fight to them instead of turtling up? I mean, we're virtually invincible. I'm on the side with Everest here. I think that uh, for one reason or another, we're all here and so is this baby. <laughs> Everybody's going to have to die eventually. We're not doing ourselves any favors by waiting for the game makers to force us to move. See, I don't know, though. I, I mean, I think it's a good idea to maybe stay the night. Maybe, like, I don't know, I'm, fortify I'm, our position. Like, the first thing they're expecting is an, a full frontal attack. Like, we can't. Are they? We have a baby. Ibiscus says, no, I agree. We should, we should huddle up here. Guns are made for defending. Guys, all I'm going to say is that junk has my hoe. And if we're going to make a life for ourselves here, we need the appropriate tools for the job. Can you make an IQ roll? Derb, I legitimately am concerned you know less about the Hunger Games than I do. Uh, oh, Derb, yes. after you say this, you do remember that Tripwire took the hoe. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Tripwire. It, oh, yeah, he has it because it's bow See, and hoe. Tripwire, has, uh, tripwire worries me. Trip like, and I had an agreement that if we met look, up, we'd like team up. Any alliances, any agreements you think you had before the game started? I know you're new to this, but forget about them, okay? They're not existing. You know, we're all necessarily new to this. None of us has you... ever done this before by requirement. I've trained my entire life for this moment. Oh, so a detail I kind of glossed over. They've been removing bodies from the arena. Derb, you'd probably get the most interest out of this, that after the cornucopia when you guys were kind of dividing stuff up hover helicopters did descend and spear bodies with like a grappling hook and just lift them up into their base you can't hear me over the sound of the helicopter you can see my mouth go that could be me <laughs> being in the helicopter going to be lifted up dead yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's both simultaneously wow. both an existential reflection on the morality oh sorry on the mortality of human nature but then also no, no, no. craving having a console okay, in no, my no, 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 the morality of humans the juxtaposition between a helicopter pilots and corpses, good and evil. It's true. <laughs> All right. Helicopter good, corpse evil. <laughs> Real quick. So as not to be a part of this, Greg was running as fast as he could away from the so, cornucopia. Greg, as you are booking it to the east, you do see Trin darting into the forest. Behind you, you see the large group assembled at the cornucopia a couple hundred meters back. And you see three smaller people getting into the thickness of the forested bit here. And you recognize one of them for sure right off the bat as Lewin, your district. Pet. 
Well, I would like to meet up with Trin because in the middle of the cornucopia, we seem to have started communicating rather well. You leave the rolling hills behind and duck into the forest. Trin, so you do hear Greg trucking through the trees here coming towards you. Greg, Greg, over here. Hey, man. Um, I'm going to try to meet up with the, the, the young ones because... Got to make sure that girl's safe. Uh, the other one, the Lewin. Lewin. That's your yeah. district name. She's not looking so good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of feeling like I should go check up on her because, uh, like, like we said, we were gonna, mm-hmm. we we're gonna help each other out. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't checked in this backpack yet. There might be some things that we could use to, to help her, but we should try to meet up with them first. Okay. Cool. We kind of had to stop to make that 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 conversation. Thanks yeah. Probably. If you have tracking. Please roll that. If you have survival or running, yeah. you can roll that at a I'm minus running. two. So each of you can roll your survival skill at a planes. Uh, fail. Fail as well. Okay, so you guys know the direction generally that you last saw them heading mm-hmm. off in. You don't hear them anymore, so they have somewhat disappeared into the forest here. Okay. Ah, oh, dang, we lost them. Oh no. Well, I guess I'll uh, I'll just take a look. I unzip the backpack. Uh, and inside this bright blue backpack, heck yeah, uh, I find 40 sheets of paper. It's one of those little 6 by 3 inch notebooks. Oh, bag of jerky. Useful. What Trin recognizes as a javelin from having seen one of the other tributes use it in the training center, but it looks just <laughs> kind of like a, a, a two-foot pole of slightly tapered metal. Yeah, it is a pretty short little thing, but mm-hmm. distinctly sharp at the end. Mm-hmm. As well, there's a blanket, which I'm going to say is also blue. <laughs> and a little pencil knife. Uh, yes, the pencil knife is uh, a pencil with an attachment on the end. You click a little switch and a tiny little blade with two finger holes comes off. Just the smallest little thing designed for whittling the pencil itself. Nice. Okay, well, we have some supplies. Don't know about... Nothing crazy to help out. Yeah, not a whole lot of first aid things, no. but... Um... Greg, what have you brought from the cornucopia? I got my axe, and I got my bottle with a cork on it. <laughs> the cork that is keeping the bottle closed. Um, I'm just going to call out my penetrating voice. Harvey! Harvey, we're here. We have supplies. And Lewin. Uh, and Lewin. We, we can help Lewin. Cricket. 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 And there's no immediate response. Greg's just happy to be back in the trees. Holding his axe the way lumberjacks do and whistling a little happy tune. It's a good moment for him and he almost forgets where he is. Trin is also kind of lost in a, a little bit of a reverie because this kind of very sparsely populated forest is pretty common in District 9 because it's not there's not super dense forest it's mostly plains and fields and whatever but uh he has fond memories of kind of wandering through um identifying whatever kind of turns to greg after we say uh hey um i think it would be a good idea for us two to stick together uh even if we don't find those the other three yeah man no i'm down i need some pals in here so this is good this is chill right yeah 
pipe. Uh, Trin, Trin is going to pretend to be very, very interested in a tree, and then get actually very, very interested in the tree. Okay, so in the middle of this awkward silence, Greg, too, is going to study the trees. I like that you guys are both kind of looking off and whistling. Just kind of struggling for a topic of conversation. Uh, yeah. and <laughs> really it hasn't quite hit me. me yet. So every once in a while, Greg just kind of mutters something along the lines of, Cool. Dope. Crushing it. Yeah. You know what would be dope, but also probably bad because it would also attract the bads? Mm -hmm. But, like, if we had a giant horn or something, like a (laughs) foghorn, like, uh, and Mm -hmm. then we just honked it, Mm -hmm. and then all the injured children came running, that'd be pretty great. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to play the horn. So that might be you. And I don't have a horn, so this is kind of a non-issue. Hey, but if we find one, I guess we'll... Yeah. Could you yeah, guys... Let's get going. We uh, have nothing to talk about. <laughs> could you guys uh, make survival and naturalist rolls again? Whatever's highest. I did it. You do hear the sound of a bird call, which is distinctly wooden. Well, that's a sound. I don't think that's a real bird. Not one I recognize from home. Hey, uh, I didn't see anyone else run off this way except for the ones we're looking for, so it could be a trap. Yeah. Keep your axe ready. I've got my, um, I grabbed the five-inch knife that I have. Start to kind of head up up yonder. Right. So you guys just start walking towards the field to the north, and you do reach the edge of the forest Mm -hmm. and are looking north out across a small field of peas. You hear a... Who's there? Yo. Psst, it's us. <gasps> Who? No, I think. <laughs> no, say your name. It's Harvesta. Where? Oh, where? okay. That's fine. <laughs> Emerging from a small thicket, three youngsters. Harvey, who's carrying a pitchfork. Adel, who's got her own backpack of things. And Lewin, who has a gash in her chest. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, let me help, let me help. Oh no, your oh name no, is, your, oh no! Your name is A... a- Adel. Adel, uh, do you have anything in that backpack that can help the bleeding? Um, I'm squeaming. <laughs> oh yeah, do scream. Please. I'm squeaming please hardcore. Squeam against the 12. Uh, oh, you're barely okay. You're barely okay. holding it together. Adel says, I have, uh, this thing says iodine. Great, excellent. Grab the iodine. Yeah, great. So... Her acting role is very bad. For whatever reason, Adel is pretending not to know what iodine is. Okay. Um, I take the blanket from my backpack. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a first aid roll to try and, you know, sterilize the wound and then uh, bind it. First aid roll. Oh, I you aren't able to even stabilize the wound. She's still bleeding. Meanwhile, since this. I'm squeaming but not to the point where I'm completely useless. I'm gonna just take Lewin's hand. It's gonna be okay. Look away, try not to gag. It's gonna be okay, I promise. It's, it's really not that bad. I'm already screwed, I'm gonna die. No, I think I'm just gonna die. no. I think I'm better, better just die. Lewin, so look at die. me. I saw you in that arena. You were dope, you even crushed it. You have the most incredible spirit and I'm not gonna let you die here, not now. Oh jeez. Oh, geez, okay. We need to get further into cover. She does pant herself out of consciousness. Greg, can you carry her? Give me a bottle. Yeah. 
You got Lewin on one shoulder, Axe on, on the other. other. <laughs> uh, can you just make a strength roll for carrying her along? Yeah. Oh, yeah. While Team Teen was helping each other out, Team Gun Baby got straight to standing around and arguing about how to stand around and how much to argue. Just because some of us want to stay here doesn't mean others can't go out and try to get rid of people before they come for yes, us. Yes, by Spending all means. up is a totally viable option. Go out, get yourself killed. That's totally fine. I'm staying here. I mean, there was no need for all that aggression. And we were just having a heated debate. <laughs> we don't need a heated debate. What we need is consolidation. What we need is teamwork. I mean, if we're not going out and grabbing farm tools, what's the point in staying? I think right? that's a good idea. I think we should, if we are going to go out, look for farming Listen, tools. I'm not, I, honestly, I want to go out and hunt people. Because they have the farm tools that we gonna, need. And they're going to have to die one way or another, okay? I would never think to suggest that we bring the baby with us while we do that. <laughs> so somebody would, at least one person would have to stay. Everest, do you want to stay back with me with the baby? I do want to kill. Well, the gun's most useful at long range, in a big open field. Visibility's I, good at the cornucopia. I'll stay here, maybe with one or two other people, watch pluck. Ibiscus's hand shoots up. I'll stay. I, I... Well, you trained your whole life for this. You can go out there, you can get yourself some... That's dare, are you gonna come with me? That's not... Training my whole life is surviving in this arena, not going out and doing stupid things and getting myself killed. He has my bow and my hoe. <laughs> Fine, that's literally make, all I need. Can you make another IQ roll? Because <laughs> 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 yeah, Junk has your bow. You do succeed, and you do remember <laughs> right after you say this that <laughs> Junk has the bow. Trip oh, wait, 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 wait. I got all flipped up. Okay, we got two people to kill. Trip for the bow. Bow? Junk, no. for the, for Junk for the bow. I would probably want to stay the night and try to, I don't know, see if there's any medical supplies to take care of this. She points at her side. But after that, um, I mean, I'm much more comfortable being more proactive about it. Me too, but I say we stay the night. That's, then, I, we're all yeah, then in we're, we're agreed. We will spend, we will right. spend the night... And then tomorrow morning we'll split into two teams. All right, I'll okay. take first watch tonight. And also, before we get to that, let's just go around the circle and say who wants to come with Team no. Seven. <laughs> let's let's go around the circle and say our names <laughs> and a fruit that rhymes with the first letter of our last <laughs> name. <laughs> let's. Go I'm really the bad at these meet and greet things. I don't know how they work. Ibiscus <laughs> chimes in. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of meeting or greeting. <laughs> Derp and I are going out. Is anybody else joining us? Everest raises her spear. I. Yeah, I'll come with you. Someone stay with the baby. I'll stay that with the baby. Good. Dan has uh, sat down in the corner, uh, pulled out a uh, pencil and paper, and started writing something. Oh, cool. Uh, Sal is going to start trying to see if there's any medical supplies or, like, like a needle and thread or something mm -hmm. to like sew up the wound. Ooh, gruesome. Um, yeah, but I figured more in keeping with the aesthetic of the farm. Yeah, you don't find a needle and thread. Or like any medical. You one. could just like spend the day going supply after supply. I mean, basically, that's and if it's there, you'll she find it. She doesn't have anything better to do. So we'll kind of ch time jump you a couple cool. hours. What are the rest of you doing to pass your cornucopia time? Uh, so I've filled up a a knapsack with a bunch of food and a blanket. So I've I'm packed all of my stuff into that bag. Uh, I'm just like sitting with this all the time. And I've just been 
writing notes, but I don't let anybody see them. And I'm just writing page That's after good, page after Sal page. Would not yeah. try. I'm just writing page <laughs> after page after page. So I'm writing a letter to each of the individual people. Yeah. The first letter that I wrote was addressed to Everest Braun. Everest, um, I don't know what spurred you to save the baby, but I believe you and I have more in common than either of us might care to admit. And I think that we can be a force to be reckoned with. However, I think Sal is going to get Pluck killed. What's best for the team, what's best for Pluck, is to stay out of harm's way and to stick together. And Sal would have us split up and go looking for a fight. Sal's bloodthirsty because she thinks everybody deserves to die. I don't think that's true. And I don't think someone with that mindset can be trusted with a baby. To save our lives, we'll have to terminate Sal. What about Derb? Uh, so I feel like, and there's probably a fine role for this, but he's going to plot out uh, a farm scape such that each oh of God. the plants that are adjacent to each other provide <laughs> the essential nutrients for each other. You know what, like the three sisters and that kind of ideology? Yeah, so he wants to do that. All right, make a farming role, I guess. Yeah, sure, I have it. So, <laughs> Are you sure it's not helicopter piloting? <laughs> no, by one. No, by one. Uh, by one. That no. breaks my little heart. So you... You don't really balance the nutrition well. Oh, shit. You just Year four is not going to be good for us, guys. Year four is going to look so bad. You just can't seem to remember the precise nitrous content of squashes. Is <laughs> it squashes or beans or beans with corn? Uh. <laughs> Team Teen will make even more farming rolls this session. Harvey and Adel uh, and Greg, we, we've got... Two options. We can either go further into the thick, or we can try to get across this pea field. And maybe there's uh, maybe there's like a shelter on the other side, or something. Um, it's a pretty open field, though. Like we'd be basically just like, you know, standing. Yeah, no, we'd like be people ourselves, standing out in a flat space. We'd be putting ourselves right out there, like. I uh, worked really hard on that analogy. Yeah, we'd be like um, sitting ducks. Adel. We're standing people. We're standing people. <laughs> in a flat space. A flat space surrounded by peas. Adel chimes in. I kind of want to find some water. I mean, these fields must be irrigated somehow. You know what? Let's try to cross the field. We can stay in this tree line and indicate the right so the boundary the between line. two fields. Yeah. Okay. Um, we can keep in the tree line, keep in cover, and uh, try to head that way. Okay. Can you make a naturalist minus two roll? And I fail. Nope. All right. You tread this forested space between two fields, and you can see through the trees to the fields on either side. In the field to your left is a bunch of pea plants. In the field to your right is a plant you don't recognize at first sight and at distance. A tall, bushy plant with yellow flowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, could I do biology to... Oh, yeah, definitely do biology. Great. And you recognize this is alfalfa. Okay. Is there any sign of life? You do see movement at the other side of the pea field. It's like an animal is digging from the bottom and kind of disturbing the peas. There's a patch that's moving. Okay. Let's try to stick to the eastern edge of the tree line here. Oh, no. 
that kind of indicate everyone to walk along the alfalfa field. As um, far as you can get from the pea field and still be in the trees. Mm-hmm. Are you guys aiming for somewhere in particular or just exploring? I think we're just trying to cross over the fields and then get to the other side. Anything, really. Mm-hmm. Lewin is stirring, waking up. She does still have a very large wound on her chest. Well, where are we at? What's going on? We're taking you to safety. Just hang tight, relax, and try not to move too much. Okay. You're fine. I can probably walk here. No, 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 no. I got you. Just stay put. How's it going, Harvesta? Harvey says, uh, It's going good. Got a pitchfork. Yeah, I saw that. Good job. Didn't really get any supplies, but I got a pitchfork. It's okay. That's why you got us. As usual, Harvesta is dodging eye contact, and now with the excuse of being vigilant to the fields beside you. We should be good for a while. And I got the sheer brawn of a young man. Mm-hmm. I hate that I said that. <laughs> Adel laughs a little bit. It's not funny. It's true. It's not funny. You're right. You're right. It's not funny. So you're at the northern edge of the pea and alfalfa fields. Okay. So I put down Lewin, I guess, and I shall forage. And I did it. Uh, you sneak out past the tree line and grab several big handfuls of peas and hurry them back to the squad. Peas for days, my dudes. Good. Let's uh, head a bit further back to the tree line. Okay. Yeah, right, right. So I sling Lewin back over my shoulder, grab my axe, and like get ready to book it. We've trekked a long way. Can we see through the line of trees to our north, north of the field? Yes. I'll have you make another biology or naturalist roll to identify this field to the northeast of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you recognize this as an indigo dye plant. Oh. Whatever. Yeah. It's got really beautiful flowers. But it's indigo. It's indigo. But the field to your northwest, you don't even need to roll to recognize. It is a pumpkin patch. Great. Oh, guys, can we make a jack-o'-lantern? What is that? It's a District 7 tradition uh-huh. on the night of the year where it's the most cold. And you take a pumpkin and you scoop out its guts. Okay, could eat those. Um, you eat them. Uh-huh. Like, you roast them up, but then you take the pumpkin and you carve a big old seven in it. And it's called a jack-o'-lantern because Jack was a guy and the lantern, like, sometimes the light makes it look like it's lighting up. That's what you do. That might help Lewin feel better, I guess. Uh, I'm good. I'm really, I'm really good at this point. Okay. I'm just, I'm just gonna be totally okay. Don't even worry about me. Well, we will actually worry about you because uh, we're a team now. So we gotta stick together. Hey, Lewin, it's gonna be okay. You know why? <laughs> uh, Marissa dabbed. <laughs> it was a display of solidarity. In solidarity, Lewin dabs. But it is a little painful, so she dabs and says, Ow. Cool. <laughs> is there any sign of any man-made shell? Uh, make a perception roll. 
Hell yeah. Perception uh, so that's a seven, and I have perception of 11. At various points in your trek north past the pea field, you could swear you hear running water somewhere. There's definitely running water somewhere. We're on the right track. I think we might just need to keep heading north and maybe east. You know what? Let's just try to get as far away from the Carnicopia as possible. You know what? I like that because that place was scary. This uh, this field up here across this line of trees is indigo. It's not food, but... I was going to say camouflage, but that was one of the skills I tried to gain in the uh, training sessions, and I failed all three of those rather tremendously. Yeah, and I have so many minuses to count. From Hunchback and my bright blue backpack. Oh, right. You know what? I'm going to say, uniquely in this indigo field, you're not going to take a backpack penalty to camouflage. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would like you to make a farming to notice something while you're walking through the fields. Critical success! Holy shit, perfect crit! So, as you're walking through the indigo field, uh, you notice this because the indigo plants seem to be getting taller as you're going, and then seem to be shrinking a little bit, and you realize the method of irrigation of these fields is some network underneath the fields, passing each field three or four times at different points. And you kind of remember that the alfalfa also sort of grew in waves here, and the peas were thicker in waves there. Oh, I kind of stopped when I realized this. I thought I had heard running water. I thought there was a river. It's an underground irrigation system. Harvesta goes, I've got it. Sticks her pitchfork into the ground and starts digging. Um, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think we sit down, set up some camp, maybe like flatten some lamps, get Lewin nice and set up, and set to digging, I guess. Lewin's like, I can help. Don't worry. Let me let me help here. And yeah. however slowly she is scooping out loosened dirt with her hands. Nice. About an hour of uh, digging around and digging deeper, you strike metal. A little two-inch tube designed to be leaking kind of jetting up yeah so once you've cleared the dirt away it's shooting a small jet hey there we go we got water oh hell yeah and Adel has iodine you can't drink that for for the water right yeah Adel says yeah that i think that's safety or something i i think i heard that it was safety for the water Speaking of safety, how is Sal doing stitching up a wound? Sal, you do not find twine, yeah. uh, but you do find a spool of fishing wire. Is there a needle? Or there something? are fish hooks. Oh, oh yeah, she does it. <laughs> She'll do it to herself if nobody's on you. You're attempting to suture a wound. She walks up to Dirk because she distrusts him somehow more than Xander. Do you want to have a go at it? Closing up your wound? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> cool. So she like bends the fishing hook. Can you make a strength roll real quick? Oh shit, her strength's um, not bad. <laughs> oh, 12 is not bad. Oh yeah, her strength's not I'm bad. seven, and yeah, you're talking about well. bad strength. Would it be possible Sorry, dex to observe what's going on and like make a medical judgment? And if I see something being done improperly, to be able to comment intelligently on that? 
Thanks. So I'll let you make a first aid minus two. Nope. Okay, so you're looking on. And for these really improvised materials, I am going to give you a minus three. Oh, boy. Okay, so that's a ten. Fitty, fitty. Okay, so you fail. You stab Sal, and Sal, you're going to lose another hit point. <laughs> hey, you got one back from that first phrase. Hey, bring <laughs> back to square one. <laughs> Should have trusted me. You've been standing over there, open-mouthed, drooling for the past five minutes. Like, you've been any help. I got confused, okay? I get overwhelmed in large crowds. Gentlemen! Please, can we have order? You're not arguing with them currently. I'm not excluding you. I'm calling them knuckleheads. I'm just saying just because I look androgynous doesn't mean... I got nothing but respect for you, Sal. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not the time for us to be fighting. This is the time for us to be fighting together. So it is a time for us to be fighting. <laughs> that was a poorly stitched together speech to say the least. I discourse with you. Um, what? You discourse, is it, are you trying to say discourse? No, I discourse. Like discursive? Yes, as you, in just, yeah, you, you know, like are being discursive have, right now. Nothing that you're saying is connected. Okay, I believe the verb form of that is I discuss with you, not <laughs> I discurse with you. Look, guys, we shouldn't be fighting. We should be, be fighting, fighting them. together. Oh. <laughs> See, I was trying to, I was trying to get you back into it, but then we didn't. You know what? We are fighting together, though. Just against I know, each other. I know. Um, Everest overhears this little squabble around Sal's wound, comes to join, is like, guys, we shouldn't be fighting. We should be fighting other people. That's right. There there you go. There. No, that's okay. not what you said. That's not what you said. Not what you said. No, you're being really discursive right now, okay? And scene. And scene. Great, so we're gonna separate. Later in the day, the sun has crested and is now starting to make its slow journey down back towards the horizon. Mm, how strange. I would like to try and write a poem about the setting sun. Jesus how many times? I feel like you should write a negative because he's written so many shitty poems. <laughs> it's going to be a romantic poem with the sun as my muse. Wow. All right. To sit on. Yeah, I want you to roll that. Success! I have written a romantic Jeez. poem about the sun, and when the time comes, I'm sure we'll all hear it. Kyle... As it's right about before the horizon, you hear another cannon. <gasps> Boom. Ooh, spooky. What do you reckon that was? Um, We're kind of cut off here, so I don't really... We're all safe. We're sticking together. Mm -hmm. Also, hopefully, maybe it was trusted, because I don't like that guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that guy either. Me neither. Yeah, me neither. Uh, me neither. Okay, glad we're all on the same page here. We can kind of just hope for that, but also be on guard because he, you know, freaks the fuck out of me too. He's so, messed up. Yeah. yeah, and he uh, he ran north, so he could be very well easily. Or he could be dead. Positive thoughts, no, y'all. Or he could, could be dead. Or... Okay. Oh. Night falls. And in the sky to the north shines a giant emblem of the capital. Okay, whoa, whoa, yeah. is, that, is that the symbol of yes. the capital? Kyle, that is the most totally not Nazi shit I've ever seen in my life. That's the symbol you of Pan Am. Have, 
That's a symbol of our, our country. That's just Nazi. This is Jonathan. That's yeah. just Nazis. What's a Nazi? Yeah. Oh, it's a game. It's a game. You roll dice. Party oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Germany. It's like Nazi. What's like Germany? No, no. Look at this fucking Iron Cross Eagle bullshit. And it disappears. And it's it a, says the fall. <laughs> What's Iron Cross Eagle? I like to think. I like to think, like Jonathan's like pointing to the sky. Like look at this bullshit. And like like people are looking. It's just like a face in one of the. It's a Floria's face. <laughs> Floria's face is the first one displayed. Uh, oh, Herb, by can you make a fright check? Yeah, Derb against mine. Please make a fright check against your will. Well, I do get nervous. How many do you fail by? Two. Acquire a new mental quirk. Oh, cute! Oh, that's fun! So, something okay. about now being reminded of this of killing? Of my murder. Yeah. yeah. Is gonna stay with you for the rest of the games. Okay. Take I a minute, think about that. Or for the rest of your that. life, if you, you win think. the Hunger Games. Exactly. Well, I mean, it'll be the rest of his life, whether he wins or loses. It's just about how long True. that actually happens True. to be. You're the, not wrong. The <laughs> second tribute displayed is Junk Crispant. Oh, I Sorry, Junk. Yeah, junk. I really thought that he was yeah. going to be a cool man with an axe sticking out of his back. No, nah, because he's dead. I'm really disappointed I in I leaned over to Sal. Is that my hoe or my bow? Bow. My bow! <laughs> <laughs> Trust it probably hasn't now. But he know he won't use it. I mean, he has it. The third he face displayed is Robbie Grant. Oh, Robert Grant. He was the one who died at the end of the cornucopia. No, no, late night was junk. Or was it? <gasps> the fourth <laughs> face displayed is Devise. Yeah. Uh, District Eight. Yeah. The what is this? Fifth face displayed is Kokobe. The sixth face displayed is Resin, the little girl. Oh, and the final face displayed is Nan. With a little explosion. <laughs> oh yeah! In poor laughing. taste, after Nan's face is displayed, there's a brief fireworks show. Oh, and it's like a really crude recording of like, "I'm invincible." It's it's, it's the techno remix. It's the shooting star. It's the shooting star. It's the shooting star. Me. But like, what I what I imagine too. What I imagine is that in the capital, like whatever their YouTube equivalent is, there's just all these remix meme videos of him screaming, I'm invincible. Cut to kids watching his death. I like the shooting star meme though. I do like shooting star. I'm invincible. As it and then it slowly blends into the Pan Am theme. Who knew death was so funny? We did. When we made this podcast. The first night falls on the arena. The gentle sounds of night. Owls hooting. Leaves rustling in front of the full moon. Team Gunbaby. Okay. And you're going to turn around no. to a 45 degree arc to the left. Then you want to. With all due respect, why don't we just stand on top of the cornucopia? And then also, I'm going to ignore what he said and give a much better, more simple plan using leadership. I'm going to say also, since you're just butting into Xander here, his first roll against you will get a plus one. Okay. Um, like an argument or something? An argument, a fight, anything. Uh, he'll have this bubble of resentment. I uh, succeed by three. So I'm gonna give you a weapon card. The, the weapon of resentment. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, Jonathan, you hear what you think is like an echo, and when you looked around the cornucopia before, you thought that like maybe like it was like the architecture, but you realize now that echo is not the acoustics, is in fact me grumbling and mimicking everything you're saying in a really resentful tone. Okay, so look everybody, here's the plan. Mm. We're gonna be in pairs, cause ain't nobody perfect. Sal puts up her hand. Yes, Sal. I only need to sleep about four hours a night, so I'm gonna be up from like two in the morning. Well, Sal, if you're willing to help some other people get some more sleep, we need to play to each other's strengths. So Sal's gonna take the watch from 2 a.m. onward. I'll take the first watch. I'm gonna take it with Derb. Yeah, I said I would take first. But and then second watch is going to go to Sal and Hibiscus. And then Xander and, then and Xander's Everest. And Xander's Hibiscus. So you guys climb up on the cornucopia, right? It's such um, you do think you see some movement from the west, this swampy zone, but it kind of slinks back in. Either it's just someone lurking or it's some kind of animal lurking poking around. Lurking. The moon tonight, to celebrate the start, is a bright full moon. Um, Everybody has trouble sleeping because of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, 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 it's too glowing. Yeah. So you guys complete your watch. Nothing else seems unusual. And then you trade off. Who's going next? Well, Sal and fucking Hibiscus. Um, Sal, Sal failed. You fail your perception roll? Because yeah. Sal is very old. So, Sal, yeah. you and Ibiscus climb up onto the cornucopia. Mm-hmm. Um, the top is not flat, but it's yeah. got flat patches. Yeah. It's this obnoxious modern design. So there's plenty of different spots. Uh, Durb has something to say about your qualifier. Durb is asleep. Durb is asleep. He rustles. <laughs> Indignantly. Um, so you think you see something out of the corner of your eye. Yeah, well, okay. turn to face yeah. north. Who? And then you and Ibiscus both kind of look at each other and you're like, you just saw it. I did, did you? Why yeah. I guess you asked me. And you guys turn around to the south. You don't see a human per se, but somehow perched on the peak of the cornucopia's tail yeah. is a human skull. Wait. Okay, Sal very carefully approaches it, knife in hand. Be careful. Don't tell me what to do. What, what the fuck is that? It's a skull. And Sal reaches out and grabs She like reaches out carefully, but like just kind of like grabs it. You are reaching over the skylight of the cornucopia. Oh, 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 it. am I? It's it's like a meter, so it's a reasonable reach, but. No, but now you made me really scared. <laughs> you look you below, you, you look below, you see Derb. Oh, okay, I'm comforted. I grabbed the skull. (laughs) (laughs) Lit by a bluish yellow below and the silver glow of the moon from above, you pick up this skull and out of the bottom flutters a small piece of paper. Okay, Sal tosses the skull behind her back and grabs the (laughs) Ibiscus catches it. What? Can you make a DX roll? I mean, I failed. You toss the skull... Grab this paper, but the draft of your hand propels it downwards, and Derb, it lands gently on your nose. <laughs> or it does that cartoon thing. Yeah. And then Sal grabs it as it lifts it's, up. Oh, as Derb it like blows it up. <laughs> Sal grabs it. Yeah, and yeah perfect. Beautiful, beautiful. A really nice cinematic rule. <laughs> Written on yeah. the paper are eight words. Mm. 
swamp, mm. high noon, trade you, pluck for trusting. Ibiscus says, what is it? Sal, Sal, what is it? Sal just silently hands the paper to Ibiscus. Let's keep this between you and me for now. Okay. I mean, it'd be best we keep this between you and me, at least for now. Yeah. We'll talk about it in the morning. She tucks the paper into her pocket. And and we bo- I think we both sit there for the rest of the night. Of just completely silently, oh, yeah. <laughs> like neither of us saying anything. Both of it just kind of like staring ahead. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, oh shit! No wait, What do we do with the skull? That's a great question. <laughs> make out. Make out. <laughs> Perform Hamlet. Alas, Coriolis. Sal does not know Hamlet. Ibiscus says, "I got an idea." She picks it up and hurls it into the forest. And there's a, as it knocks through some trees and lands at the grass. Sal kind of like cocks her head, gives like a, okay, shrugs her shoulders and then like sits back down. <laughs> or go, goes down and wakes up Xander. Okay. Um, and Everest is handing you Pluck, who she's been sleeping next to, cries every once in a while. Sure you've heard him. Yep. Try to smuggle it with the blanket a little bit, but. He's a loud one. Yep. Okay. I'm going up top. <laughs> Sal grabs the baby, like is holding it away from her body, kind of. She doesn't she does not know what to do with this baby. Yeah. So she holds it like Rafiki holds Simba, but directly in front of her <laughs> instead of like up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and just kinda like sits cross-legged on the floor of the cornucopia. There's a few thuds you can hear as Everest is climbing up the edge of the cornucopia and, and walking up on the surface. You notice uh, in front of you uh, stands Xander. Hey, Sal. Yeah. I was thinking of taking uh, baby up. Show never has had to swaddle it. You know how to swaddle a baby? Yeah. yeah. Take it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I take the baby. Thank you uh, for caring about this little guy. Right. And I walk. I walk out. Uh, and Sal just kind of like sits there, and that's it. <laughs> What's Sal gonna do? For the rest Below of the deck night. under the corner coat. For the rest of the night, yeah. yeah. I don't know, for a little bit she like gets up and walks around the field, like poking around the chest and stuff. I think at one point she like runs into the skull where it was tossed and like tries to pretend that she doesn't see it, like kicks it away. Oh, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So actually that means that while we're on watch we see Sal just like walking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I walk back up. Um, with the baby. With the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how to swaddle a baby properly, um, but I just needed a reason to get the baby off of the sound. Cool. You like badly wrap a blanket around. Yeah, I'm like, uh, you did. You're doing that all wrong. Oh, um, do you want to? <sighs> Reluctantly, she sets her spear down. Okay. And uh, takes the baby and swaddles it. it in a matter of seconds, just like flipping yeah. cloth, cloth, flop, 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 nice. flop, tuck something in, and the baby's just wrapped up. Everest hands him back to you and says, I wish we had more than just cranberry seeds to feed this thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. Um, do you, look, Evers, Ms. Braun, um, uh, at this point, I think, like, Sal's probably walking around. I'm yeah, just, like, yeah. looking, like... You're waiting for a moment when she's kind of distant in the field. Sal certainly 
thinks she cares about this baby. And maybe, maybe she's convinced herself she does, but <laughs> I don't think she has our best interests in mind. She would have us leave here and go fight a needless battle, a needless war for what? Survival? Surviving what? Surviving her own violence that she's bringing upon herself and us and pluck. I think. And I um, take my token off my neck, mm -hmm. the uh, kind of tentacled uh, piece with the rubber right, the squishy bit at the end, yeah. and I kind of rocking uh, back and forth Pluck, and I put it into Pluck's mouth as a pacifier. Cute. Uh, and I say, I will do everything I can to make sure that Pluck stays alive. And I kind of like gesture towards this this uh, pendant as a sign of good faith that mm -hmm. um, that was my purpose for bringing it into the arena. Very good. Um, Look, eventually we're gonna have to do some hunting and killing. I know, but just the way she wants to go about it, I think she might end up doing Pluck more harm than good. If Pluck's in any danger, I'll be fighting with him. If there's even a 5% chance that she can bring harm to Pluck, even while we're out there creating enemies, killing needlessly, I think we should take her out before that ever happens. What do you mean needlessly? I mean, going out and finding people and causing enemies. We don't know if we if we attack somebody, if they're part of a larger group and they seek retribution and they, they counterattack while we're gone. I'll have you know, it wasn't even my idea to leave and go hunting. It was Sal's. Why? Maybe, maybe she wants to leave us vulnerable, leave Pluck vulnerable. Maybe she doesn't even know she wants that. Maybe she's so brainwashed by the system. She's, she's in her 90s. We don't know what she's been up to okay. her whole life. Okay, okay. And I, uh, I hand... I hand the letter over. Yeah, great. I'm willing to do anything to protect this baby. Uh, and I look over, and I think at this point, Sal's rummaging through the forest, and I say, and I don't know if Sal can be trusted. Everest takes your note um, and gives you a knowing look in the eye. And you're right. At some point, all of us have to die. So if Sal goes, it's just another drop in the bucket. And I just spend the rest of the night kind of watching and rocking the baby back and forth. And in the indigo field. What is the camping situation here? Are you guys setting up tents? Uh... So we've got our little fountain going. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of making a nice little mud puddle. Mm -hmm. Trin has his two-person tent. A bit of the ways down the line from the fountain, where he's keeping all his things. No one else has a tent. Lewin had a blanket in her backpack. Mm -hmm. She pulls it out. Is it starting to get kind of cold night? It is getting a little chilly. Uh, depending on who's in a tent or not, I will have you make a HT roll. Trin is going to claim ownership of the tent, and he's going to say that Harvey can come in as well. I do say, it says two person. Mm -hmm. I feel like we could probably squeeze another U10. Yeah, probably. Lewin says, no, I'm okay. I'm good. Uh, don't worry about it. I got a blanket. I'm all good. Uh, you good to sleep outside under the stars? Hell yeah. I guess we can take shifts keeping watch as well. Um, I'll do for shift. Just wake me up in a couple hours. Okay. So let's have everyone make health roll. 
Oh, great. Okay, so the cold is really not that bad. It's not even close to freezing. It's just colder than the day. Greg, you're on the first watch. Mm-hmm. Lewin is lying next to you, curled up in a blanket. She oh. stirs once in a while. And beside you is this tent, tucked into some indigo bush. Could you make a perception roll, please? Still feel by six. I'm a little sleepier than I thought. It's only as they start to get close that you hear rushed, sprinting footsteps. Guys. Guys, we got company. Barely as you finish this sentence, Tripwire sprints past your tent. Um, And as he's running, he grabs this half-open backpack that's sitting right beside Lewin and just keeps sprinting down the row of indigo. Lewin doesn't even wake up. Trin only just wakes up and pokes his head out of the tent just to see a figure running away in the distance. Yeah. And so doesn't think that it's worthy to pursue. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, who, who was that? Uh, was it Trustin? No, no, it's the really speedy one. Uh, oh, it's Tripwire. Tripwire. Honestly, man, I think that he was on the run. I don't... I, I saw his strategy out in the cornucopia. He's just one of those guys that's just... He's in it for himself. He's just going to book it. I think we're okay to stay here. But And I would never catch up to him, is the he, thing. Did he, like, want to fight or what? No, he took the backpack and just bolted. Oh, no, he took I think it would be riskier to try and fight him for it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You get some rest. Of all the rotten luck. <laughs> Shucks. Guess I'm calling it a night. <laughs> this is Greg giving up. <laughs> Day one done. Will Team Teen find Tripwire again? Will Team Gun Baby's constant fighting tear them all apart? Yes, and yes. But also, Find out in episode five. We hope you've enjoyed episode four of Hungers, the podcast. This is a fan fiction podcast based on Suzanne Collins' Hunger Games series. We're not affiliated with Collins, Lionsgate, or Scholastic. Hunger's podcast is jammed by Frederick Geetz and narrated by Jethan Balsing Ashta. Our character cast is Bennett Steinberg as Sal. Henry Patterson as Derb, Jacob Levitt as Xander, Marissa DeLeo as Greg, James Hyde as Trinity, and the omniscient Kyle Warren as Jonathan. We used music by Henry Patterson and sounds by Ben Bonkin, Kake, Arnaud, Coutancier, Panska, Christopha. You just, you just put in some of these just to like the weird things on. Okay, Panska, Christopha, Christina, Kyle, Moe, Robin Hood, Spidenza, Worth a Heap, under Creative Commons license, all available in the text compendium to this episode. So goodbye, Canem. <laughs> this is the show you wanted. And he does step no! off his pedestal. His foot touches the ground. And as five, four, nothing happens. He is astounded. And he shrieks, I'm invincible!
there is a shower of dust and blood. Nun starts monologuing. This is already the best one. Capital represents oppression and epitomizes death, 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 death.